Welcome to Keep Showing Up, the podcast about engaging in life and good ways to think in order to create the life of your own design. At some point in our lives, we find ourselves in a place or time, and we look around and want things to be different. In this week's episode, Change Your Mind, Change Your Life, we provide the starting point for change. Changing your life begins with changing your mind. Have a listen and find out how we have used this powerful tool to make change in our lives. Let's get started. So now, today, this is our next episode. We're going to talk about changing your mind to change your life. And the idea behind change your mind to change your life is that as you think... That's how things are. You bring about what you think about. So if what you've got going on now isn't what you want happening, what do you do? And a good way to think about this that I learned from Lou Tyson over at the Pacific Institute and Joe Pace and Scott Fitzgibbon and all those guys that helped us with this and Jamad Canley, can't forget him, is it's what we think that creates a picture in our mind and that picture in our mind creates the way we feel about things and the way we feel about that that stuff drives our behavior to make that picture come alive. That's a short story of it. So if you're looking around and the picture's not what you want to be and you want to change your picture, you want to change what's happening, a lot of people focus on behavior, which is fine. If you focus on behavior, you'll eventually change your mind, probably. But if you just focus on behavior and you don't change the way you think about things, it's going to be really hard to change your reality. It's going back to the beginning on changing what you're thinking. And a way to think about this or illustrate this is, for example, I can just say the word yellow. And a picture popped into your mind. Don't know what it was. might have been a banana or a school bus or the sun or a yellow wall. And that picture caused you a way to feel about something as well. Really not going to do anything with that picture because it's an example, but now you can't help but think of yellow. And if you look around your room or if you're driving and listening, you'll notice on the road probably a yellow car or something like that. So what happens is these thoughts prime our mind to be looking for these things and create the reality around us. That's a really short way of looking at it. So the way you you think is what's really building the life that you have right now. For example, I just graduated with my business management degree, my bachelor's degree in business management, and I avoided school for a very long time because I thought a certain way about school and how important or not important it was and that I would be successful without having to get a degree because it's just a man trying to make me do something I don't want to do. And that worked for a while until it didn't. I got to the point where I was running out of opportunities and if I wanted to engage in the world and take advantage of those opportunities, I'm the one that needed to change the way I thought about that. Fortunately, I had a good friend, Rajiv, kind of put me in a corner saying, here, Greg, you have an opportunity in front of you, but you need your degree. I see it. I understand. So I changed the way I thought about that and changing the way I thought about that changed the way I behaved about that. I enrolled in school, got it done, did well. And I did well because I realized I have a reason for being in school and a picture in my mind and an end reason. So that's an example of me changing my mind about something to change my life. Ed, how about you? What kind of example do you have of where you changed your mind to change your life? My example would also be with school. Uh, I started schooling at the college level a little later than the average age. I was in my late 20s before I started. In high school, I didn't get good grades, not because I wasn't capable of doing the work, more because I made choices not to do the work. College to me seemed to be more of a challenge than it really turned out to be. 
So once I got there and immediately went on the presence list for good grades and was nominated to be in a, a society for outstanding students. Well, it wasn't the National Honor Society. It was Alpha Lambda Delta Society for Freshman Honors. Oh, something something like lines. that. Yes. And not only did I get nominated, but at the very first meeting, I was elected president of the school's chapter. I really started to believe I can really do and excel at in, in school when I never believed that possible really before that started. Right. So you changed your mind and you were surprised that how much changed with just changing your mind about one thing it had a cascade effect and started changing other things like this and to build on cascade effect this past year I've graduated from school I've purchased a home done some other things that were a cascade effect from changing my mind to go to school and also that sustained effort over time towards a goal taught me sustained effort over time towards a goal. A year ago, I got some news from my doctor. We did the blood test and cholesterol was high and triglycerides were crazy high. And I had to make a choice to do something different or deal with what that means. And so I started going to the climbing gym. I started going with Justice. Uh, it's been a year and three days now, four days since we went. And mm-hmm. it would, it's amazing how much making a decision to add something to your life that's useful, just like climbing. It didn't just help me physically. It helped me mentally. It helped me achieve goals. And if we tie all this together, even the choice to go to school dictated some things that happened in my life and my career choices, which also connected me with people, which also connected my life choices, which started adding benefits that I never even knew when I made the choice that, okay, I am going to start school. So when we think about this thing of changing your life, you got to change the way you think about something. I changed the way I thought about school and these other things all rolled into place too. And it sounds like for Ed, that worked too, where he changed his mind about school and said, okay, I'm going to do this. I have this belief and I think this way that I don't get good grades maybe, or maybe I'm not a great student and boom, something different because he changed the way he was thinking. He tried thinking something new. So Justice, how about you? What's an example of changing the way you you were thinking to change your life? So for me, the thing that would really stick out um, is a little bit different. It is personal relationships and the way that I have thought about that in general. Um, From when I was younger, I think some things were kind of set in place to have these expectations of others and if these expectations weren't met then you were supposed to feel a way about those people as i got older there was a point where i just kind of made a conscious decision to to not feel that way um and with that if expectations weren't met whether it's giving the person another try or you know the chance or understanding maybe why those expectations were met or maybe what's wrong with your expectations of them. It really led to having closer and stronger personal relationships because just because you have that belief system or these thoughts in place doesn't make it 
correct. It doesn't make it right. So that has made a big difference in, in my personal relationships. And, and personal relationships to me are, are very important. They're one of the most important things in my life. And so managing that, changing my thinking in those regards is really made a difference. That's a really good example. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent example of a couple things there, too. One is expectations and how they impact our life and what are expectations other than thoughts of the future. Wow, think about that. Your expectations are your thoughts of the future. So your expectations are a way of building a possible future. So what are your expectations? Are they expectations that you're you want in your life and that you would like to see in your life that are valuable and add value to your life or are they expectations of conflict or expecting other people to run your life or create your life for you that's something to think about and justice you made a good example of deciding okay i'm going to own my expectations i'm going to manage how i feel about expectations because you're the only one who can do that if you turn that over to somebody else they're going to run your show think about that do you want people running your show i don't and if you think people do well there's an opportunity to change the way you think That's an excellent example, Justice, of changing your thinking. So let's take it another step on that. What has happened in your life since you changed that thinking? And tell tell us a little bit more about your life with these new kinds of expectations or managing your emotions about the expectations. Since, you know, managing those expectations, uh, definitely stronger bonds because when we're all different people, we all have different things going on. So to have these expectations of, of others is unfair to begin with. Because the things that you have in their head, in, in your head about what someone's going to do or what you expect them to do, probably is not 100%. Um, and so that's really unfair to that person to begin with. So whether it's, you know, a professional um, relationship or a personal relationship, it makes a big difference to, to manage those expectations and be aware that that's just what you're thinking. That's from your perspective. Uh, and it's definitely colored through, you know, your lenses. And to think about it from others, really, it makes a difference. It's made a difference in my life. Like I said, definitely stronger relationships and definitely more clarity. When you spend some time thinking about the others and, and even even you know that leading to a conversation, maybe about why things didn't turn out the way you wanted them to or the way you expected to or whatever it is. It just leads to, again, a lot of clarity, I think. And it's, it's really made a big difference. Um, in those stronger bonds. Indeed, excellent points. What that makes me think about too is how powerful our thinking is, how it creates our framework works. And here's something that I've come to a stronger realization over this last year. Our political climate has kind of flavored my thinking and I've come to the conclusion that it's all made up anyway. Reality is all made up and you get to make up your own reality. We're doing a podcast now, and our really our only qualification to do this is our willingness to do it. We're willing to do it. We put together some people who are smart and understand some things. Technology is easy. We figured it out, and we're doing it. And all y'all, y'all are listening. That's great. I'm glad that we're doing it. Now, if I can make up my mind to do this, what else can I make up my mind to do? And when I think about that, if it's all made up, hmm. Maybe it's just, I just need to be willing to do something. Maybe I just need to be willing to think that I can. And it's in that thinking that now I have a new picture. 
and with a new picture comes a new emotion and with a new emotion comes a new behavior and a new behavior gets a new result it's very powerful to know that what you're thinking will create reality i think people don't believe it though i struggle with it because well one thing i connected with that you just said was the um the willingness to do it which is connected to my open heart open mind to me, that's not changing my thinking. That's just being willing to do something. And what gets in my way is how I feel. Like, I have thinking vow and feeling vow. Like, when I, I went to therapy when I was 23, and I said, well, there's emotional vow and logical vow. We have to kill emotional vow. I like logical vow, but emotional vow cannot do college very well or grad school I was in grad school of course the therapist said no maybe what we need to do is integrate emotional vow and logical vow I still struggle with that I think because my feelings always get in the way of my logic okay feelings getting in getting in the way of your logic that's a way that's a way to see it and that's a great point too about wow the emotions and how powerful they are and also everybody listening we all are different emotionally some experience emotions more intensely than others. So if you're out there listening and you're like, dude, Val, I get it. I know what that's like. Yeah, absolutely. There are folks that are wired on emotion first. And there are some other folks that are wired less on emotion first. I feel literally wired to do both at the same time. That, I guess that's my frustration is... I know logically what I need to do. I know what good thinking is, but I can't get my feelings to line up with it a lot of times. Okay, and that's a great point. That's a great point in the sense that key to change your mind, change your life is, yes, your emotions exist. And our next episode is going to do a deep dive into the emotions. For where we are right now, what's important to know is, yes, your emotions are involved and you don't snap your fingers and change your way you feel that doesn't happen that way it might happen that way if it's not a strong emotion mm -hmm. i guess what i'm saying is to me it all has to line up so it's like i have to have the willingness to do the action so if i have the willingness and then i do the behavior with the behavior often comes the feeling i can generate a certain feeling through certain behavior but i guess i don't think of that as changing my mind i think of it as engaging my mind maybe okay and from our point of view at least from my point of view what i would offer on that is if that's the way you think about it then that's totally cool if that's the way you think about it, that's the reality you're going to have. And if it's important to you and it's a value of yours to have your emotions and your logic, your thinking and your feeling align, yeah, that's your reality and that's the way it's going to be. So what that does also helps us understand is I'm more of a thinker first and a feeler second. I'm going to have a bias towards thinking rather than emotion. So that's going to be my reality. And so to do it my way is likely not going to work for you. And connecting back with what Justice was saying about the thinking about expectations, that's kind of an integrated feeling thinking concept as well. What would you say about that, Justice? What I really think about with that whole concept is, again, you know, with working at a career college, managing the expectations of our students. Well, more specifically, the expectations that we have of our students. It's easy to feel the way first uh, for me, because uh, Val, I can, I can definitely. Uh, relate to you on that. It's easy to, for me to feel a way about maybe something they do or something they don't do and uh, then think about it. 
yeah, it, it's, it's a challenge. It can be a challenge to feel and managing those those expectations, knowing and having an awareness of those feelings that you might feel can, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is managing your own expectations and knowing yourself, knowing that you're going to have those feelings and thinking about changing that thinking can make a difference, if that makes sense. It makes sense to me, and the way I would describe that is the awareness of the integration between thinking and feeling is that, oh, if I feel a way and I'm not real comfortable with that feeling and I would like to feel a different way, a key to that is I can think differently. If I think differently, I can tap into new emotion. That makes sense. Right? Or, and even, it can even get circular in the sense, and this is where it's really masterful when you get to a level, it's like, okay, well, I want to feel this way. Well, what other environments do I feel that way? Okay, so now I can start thinking, how do I think in that environment and bring that thought to this environment? And then the emotion is just going to tag along almost accidentally because you're going to, in your mind, you're going to say these are connected, especially if you're an integrated thinker, like you're saying, wow, if I can put myself in a position, and this is a real thing, a real technique, admit, uh, visualize, imagine yourself in the place where you want to feel, get there, that, that feeling comes, and then add that next piece of thinking on it and bring it forward. Flick back, flick up. That's what Lutheus would call it. Go back to an image in your mind to get the emotion that you want and bring it forward. So good examples. And Ed, what are your thoughts, pun intended, on this integration, this emotion, this thinking? I know for me, I'm a lot more like Val and emotion-driven rather than thought-driven. Before I became aware of that, my I would react by my emotion rather quickly to, to situations. It took effort to realize I needed I couldn't just react to every emotion immediately because that had caused me troubles before. And to realize the immediate emotion isn't necessarily the best reaction. Sometimes you need to stop and put some thought into that emotion before you react to something. For me, it's emotion first and then the thoughts. I've had to become aware of that to change the way I react or behave in situations for the better. Indeed. Go ahead, Jeff. I was just—I was saying I can relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. And here's an example: in between the space of how you feel and what you do, well, in between how you feel and what you do, is there's a space. Stephen Covey wrote a book about it called it "The Eighth Habit." In between your feeling about it and your doing about it is a space for you to decide. A new habit you can develop is managing your thinking in that space between how you feel and then what you do. So is that what you're talking about when you say change change your thinking? Is that the space you're talking about? That's a great place to do it. There's so many places where we can change our thinking. Since you brought this up, it's a good place is if you're going to emotionally respond first, much like Ed has said and even Justice has offered, before you do, you have an opportunity to think. Now here's the key to all of it that we're going to bring together. I just now had my first example, though, of what it means. Okay. It was when I was 13 years old, and I lost my temper, and I hit a door, and it punched a hole in the wall. And my mom wasn't home, and here I had to explain how this hole got there. And I was like, nope, that's I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that angry person who damages things. And so... Unfortunately, yes, I did lie to my mom and I told her I tripped and fell, but I changed the way I thought about anger and lashing out. So now I finally get it. 
So thank you. I understand now. Okay, I'm glad you understand. And this is this is a tough one to understand when, as we grow up, in at the times we would be most plastic, and would be the most beneficial to learn these things it's just not there it's just not in the system to teach us a skeptic by nature and a cynic by practice it's almost as if the system is built by people who don't want you to know this stuff so that they can keep running the system probably that's more accidental on personality preferences rather than a diabolical master plan however when you think about how people are wired, and if you have somebody who has a preference or a wiring towards responding with thinking first, emotion second, they're going to have an edge in certain areas of life. Not necessarily that doesn't make them better at it or anything, just going to have an edge on dealing with certain kinds of stresses that might keep them in business or keep them at something longer while other people might not do it. And only through sheer persistence and being the only one around because of the way they're wired, they get this natural success. If you're more emotional first, you have a different kind of success, like Justice was mentioning, his value on those stronger bonds on emotional connection. And I know, Val, from my experience with you, I would say that you are rich in bonds and emotional connections, very successful at it. doesn't pay thousands and thousands of dollars. But some people are so poor that all they have is money. Mm. So when we think about these things, especially since we're so used to thinking integrated and emotions do not disappear, they're all connected, it's kind of a bundle and, and hard to work through. So here's the pro tip in all the change your mind, change your life. Here's where we're really going to get to the change part. We've kind of explained it. We understand the concept. We dug in and connected to where we've done it before. So here's the deal. It's called habit. Habit, 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 habit. We have thought habits. They were put into us when we were young. And you're going to have thought habits about stuff. So as everybody knows, it's very simple, very easy to change a habit. You just snap your fingers and everything's different, right? No, no, of course not. There are two things about habits that are important here. Number one is that it's subconscious. You've repeated it so often that you don't think about it anymore. It's just subconscious. And the other part of it is that it was beneficial at some point. Your thinking process, your thinking habit helped you out in your life somehow. And you just repeated it often enough that it just becomes habit. To change a habit, roughly speaking, it takes three weeks to three months to change a habit depending on how deep that habit is there's other research to show you know it's much more varied than that but it's a good way to think about it 30 day money back guarantee why is that three weeks after three weeks you're going to have a habit on it three months that's a quarter right it's kind of interesting how certain things are built around these time frames so the key here is if you want to change your life you change the way you think it needs to be repeated often over time until it becomes subconscious and your brain does not like to change its habits it will fight you it will fight you it does not like to change habits and that's I think too why it's hard for people to get their mind around change your thinking to change your life change your mind to change your life because those thought habits get in there and the persistence required to change the way you think regularly over time well I think that was the realization I just had Connecting it back to when I was 13, I have made it such a habit that it's not really it's not really what it what I think it is. In other words, what I'm saying is I, I have trained myself to feel the feeling and think about the feeling. So in that sense, I have integrated it. But because it's become such a habit, and I do it 
pretty successfully 99.9% of the time. Certainly. Um, but I guess that's where I'm stuck now because I don't know where to take that next step to. Okay. Does that... Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And a lot of people listening right now are saying, hey, Greg, that's great, but I'm stuck now. I don't know where to take this to. And I've been there. I know what it's like. It's like, oh, wow, I know I can change my mind and I can just change my whole life and I can take care of everything. It's going to be totally awesome. Uh, what does that look like? Right. I have no idea. I spent a couple years not having a vision, just working on just some basic thought habits so that when the vision would come, I'd be ready. Years. Years. So I'm just still waiting for the vision then. That's part of it, right. Working on some of those other thought constructs. Years till I got a better vision. And going back to thought habits, that's something about school that I think is missed in the big conversation. Is what is school really? I didn't. The truth is, I didn't learn much new stuff in the three years and three months I went to school. Well, it's my whole passion about school is teaching kids to think. Yes, teaching kids to and then, think, and also to teach kids how to manage their emotions, which is something that we don't explicitly teach. Right. And, and how do you learn to manage your emotions? You learned, like Justice said, you learn to think. Yeah. Well, how you think about your emotions. Something Justice and I have been talking about, I think Val and I, we've been yes, we've been talking about it too. This is like deep stuff, and we won't go into it, but a key to mastering this concept is how do you think about how you feel about how you feel? How do you think about how you feel about how you feel? We're not going to break that one down. Listeners, if you want to rudiment on that and kind of ruminate on that, I mean, and come back to it later, that's definitely going to be another episode. But that's really where the changing your mind, changing your life gets to, especially when you're integrating emotions, is how do you think about how you feel about how you feel? So that's the big deal. And we're going to get into the other side of this for our next episode coming up here. It's that emotional side and how you feel about stuff. The feelings are important. We just established that the thinking is the key. The thinking is the bottom line. Get to the thinking. You can focus on behavior if you want to. But it doesn't feel like it's changing the thinking to me. That's fine. And that's a great point. It doesn't feel like it's changing the thinking. It doesn't have to feel like it's changing the thinking. But it, you're saying the change is the changing the thinking. The change is the changing the thinking. Okay. If you're going to lead with emotion first, it, it's probably a feeling first. And that's totally legit. So can I ask a question? Sure. How do you separate behavior from thought? Yeah. How do you separate behavior from thought and thought from feeling? That is one of the most excellent questions. In, in school, I did a research paper in one of my last quarters. And I won't get into those details. But some research showed, using brain imaging, research showed that... This, your sensory input whence goes to your amygdala and your thalamus straight, bypasses the gray matter straight to old structures in the brain, your amygdala and your thalus, yeah. thalamus. And so that sensory input goes right to those places and then it creates an emotional state mm -hmm. before you can even think about it. The emotions do come first. It's the thinking. Humans are the only creatures available able to think and shape that reality through the thinking. Which is why athletes, same kind of imaging, they can picture themselves doing a perfect golf swing yes. or a perfect bat, you know, at bat or whatever, and the muscles 
yes. fire this similarly. It's exactly the same thing. Okay. Got it. So what the, the key is, yes, you're going to respond emotionally first. You're absolutely right. You're going to respond mm-hmm. emotionally first. So through re- repeated visualization over time, you're going to ingrain in your brain a new neurophysiology that will then, when that sensory data comes in, it will manage a new brain state, creating a new emotion based on the visual visualization that you've done over time. So that's how thinking can change that emotional response is sustained effort over time towards a vision will then create a subconscious brain state so when sensory data comes in it's going to process through that subconscious construct and then generate an emotional response trust me connected to behavior though because you feel first and then act you feel and think and then act you feel you act you feel first the data comes in an emotion happens and now you're going to respond because you're human there's some thinking involved there. Okay. Right? You feel first, and then you're going to respond to that through behavior. Okay. In that moment between the feeling and the responding, you can start thinking. Okay. That's a good place to develop new thinking. Gotcha. Another place to develop new thinking is practicing in your mind what life would be like in a certain situation. Gotcha. If you're That's driving down the road, and you're like, I wonder what it would be like to go to Jamaica. Start visualizing that. Kind of daydream a little. Gotcha. If you want to go to Jamaica, daydream about to make Jamaica a little bit every single day, then you're going to create this new emotional response to thoughts about Jamaica, and it's going to start driving behavior where you're going to end up in Jamaica. Yeah, and just a quick thought on that and on the, you know, change mind, change life whole construct for listeners out there is is that, you know, it does. It Sometimes it takes some time. It's not an overnight process. It's not, you don't decide that I'm going to start feeling away and that my life is going to change. It's through repetitive uh, conscious effort. And I think that that's something to remember is taking all of this content and remembering sometimes it can be quick, sometimes it can. It can take years to to make that difference and for, you know, whether it be an emotional response to something, whether that's changing. It can take a long time. It takes practice. And you're going to get it wrong sometimes in the sense that it won't be the way that you want it to be. You won't always think the way that you want to think. But again, it takes practice and it's that metacognition, always thinking about your thinking. And when you do get it wrong, think about why it happened that way. And again, through practice, eventually you'll get the results that you're you're seeking. Great point. Ed, anything on this? You want to jump in here? I would encourage people, uh, as Justice was saying, that sometimes it can take time. It, it won't necessarily be immediate, immediate. I've been thinking about being a millionaire my entire life. It hasn't happened yet. But that doesn't mean it won't, <laughs> you know. So just because things don't turn out in the time frame that you want them to doesn't mean that it, it isn't working. Mm. It just may take more time than you were expecting. It can be easy to be discouraged when you know, changes don't happen as quickly as you'd like. But that does isn't a reason to give up. Uh, it, it's not because it, it can be easy for thoughts to creep in or like. These people are full of crap. None of this stuff is working. That's just human nature. But you just, next day, just get up and say, okay, I'm going to keep doing everything I can. And most times, it's going to work out. Yeah, most times it's going to work out. I had a student once that I was trying to help her learn how to manage her anger outbursts started with the simple thing of count 10 you know to give yourself that space that you were talking about and i remember her coming to me one day and she's like i just can't do this i just i just can't i just because people make me mad and i'm just going to yell at them when they make me mad and i said okay tell me more about that 
And so I guess some kid had said something to her, and she she said, and I tried. I tried really hard not to yell. And um, I said, well, how long did you wait before you yelled? And she said, I don't know. I probably counted to at least 30, but I still yelled. And I said, but you held your temper for 30 seconds longer than you used to, so that's actually a success. Mm-hmm. Keep practicing that, you know, and it worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. Mm -hmm. So layers here, listeners, layers. Change your mind, change your life. If you want a different life, change the way you think. You can work on a behavior all you want. You might change your mind that way. It's a really hard way to do it. Go back to the way you think. Two pieces on that thinking part is, number one is consistent thinking over time. Visualize, visualize, visualize. Program your subconscious mind with habitual thoughts because... You're going to respond emotionally to your sensory data automatically based on what you've programmed into your subconscious mind. So that takes time. Takes time. I'm 46 years old. I have 46 years of thought habits in here that might be hard for me to change. And so it doesn't happen overnight. Just keep on keeping on. Sustained effort over time will change those responses. And then also know that in that response, there's room. Just like the young lady who started counting got to 30. That's huge. That's a big change. And that's another place where you can start changing your thinking is I'm feeling a way before I respond. What can I think? And on top of all this is your humanity. You're not perfect. You're going to screw it up. You're going to screw it up a lot. (laughs) Trust me. I know. I know a lot of stuff because I've screwed up so much stuff myself. When I can fix things or people say, how do you know that? Well, it's because I've broken it before myself Mm -hmm. or I totally screwed it up. Me too. When it doesn't work out, it's not the end. Success isn't final. Failure isn't fatal. It's what we think about it moving on. And then how we feel about it is important, too. So thanks, everybody, for this episode. I really appreciate it. We talked about thinking. I hope listeners got something out of that on the thinking. It sounds like Val was able to get something new yeah, on the I have thinking. Yeah, a new way of looking at it, absolutely. Yeah. And I know that uh, Justice offering that part on the expectations was a, a, a good nugget for us to, to work around and add back to the, the persistence, too. The one part that really struck me up front, too, was the when you change your mind about what it is, the expectations and your expectations, big things can happen. You went from being not a great student to thinking whatever to, boom, a better student than you realized, and then being included at a high level. So, folks, it's our thinking that really runs our stuff. And you get to choose how you think. It's the one thing you've got control over is how you think. So until next week, keep showing up. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you're able to get something from this episode that you can implement right away. We'd love to hear from you. Check out the show notes for our contact info. Have a great week and keep showing up.